Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, our guest is Ashley Perez, and we talk about a caller who is finally dating her best friend after four years, and then her family doesn't really want to let them have the same benefits of friendship that they now have as dating. No sleepovers. Is that allowed? Because they're dating now. They weren't dating before. And we also talk about a really, 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 really shitty, shitty fucking douchey guy, as you can tell, I'm really upset about it, um, who told this girl to kill herself, his girlfriend, and now they've broken up, and should she try and get closure and maybe get back together with him plot twist she fucking shouldn't boys are dumb hello everybody and welcome to another episode of don't blame me Today's fantastic, amazing guest is Ashley Perez. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm so good. I love we pretend like we sit down here like we haven't been talking this whole time. We've been sending up cameras. We talked about Harry Potter for a while. We did. I told her I was going to copy her outfit, which if you want to see it, we're recording this for YouTube. So um, go check out her outfit. It's really fucking cute. Are these Madewell jeans? They are. Everything's Actually, this is urban. That's really cute. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I'm like really jealous of your outfit. Oh, I was going to change. Yeah. Do you want to change do you, now? Do you want to? I don't care. Does anyone else care? No. Okay. I'm wearing the same outfit from last so fucking episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, they know fuck how, it. You know Stick what? It to yeah. the man. She's a busy woman. She has to. Yeah. This is called, um, what's it called? Block shooting. We're it block is block shooting, shooting guys. Don't need give to me learn shit. about production. Maybe I'll just take, maybe I'll just take a different, I'll put in something else out for the picture and the thumbnail. So I just trick people. Yeah. This is going to be really hard for me not to do the whole oh, it's entire okay. time. You can yeah. do it. Touch it. Melissa's also here. Linda. Hi, Melissa. How would we Hi. get anything done without her? We wouldn't. Mm-mm. What was what, what are your titles today? Um Okay, was I okay, editor, producer, director. Okay, those ones aside. The yeah. fun ones. Badass. We did Superwoman. Ba- Superwoman. Yeah. Oh, I like That's it. That's why the S is over there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mark your territory. <laughs> so um, this is an advice podcast. You guys are tuning in for the first time. And what happens is, is people call in, they tell us the shit that's happening in their life. And then we listen. Sometimes we laugh. Um, if your lives are not like your lives are funny, but sometimes like the shit that happens in your lives is pretty fucking funny. Um, and then we give, do our best to give some good advice. Maybe not the best advice, probably the advice that you're more likely to take from, at least for me, I'm like a subpar person of society. Yeah. And like person of society, like I'm not always going to do the best thing or the right, like, but I'm going to, I'm not going to do the wrong thing. I did not expect person of society to be the thing (laughs) that you said. Like I like, I'm never, I might not always do. You're not evil is what you're saying. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not terrible. I'm not evil. I might not always do like the, like the best or the most right thing in the world, but I'm like, I'm not going to do the worst thing. Like I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle. Oprah says intentions are the most important part. So there you go. You have I good believe- intentions. I do. I always have good intentions. Sometimes it's executions just like that. That's great. I feel the same. I'm not necessarily the best advice giver, but 90% of my advice is from Oprah, who is the mm-hmm. advice oh, giver yeah. of the world. So, so therefore, good. yeah, you are, you are the voice for that. Oprah. If you want to uh, get some sage words of wisdom and some advice, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And for our international listeners, email an audio file to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And um, we will collect them, sift them out. And uh, we're going to give you some, 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 hopefully some good advice. I feel like you'll be good at this. You're like wise and shit. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm sitting like Buddha, so I'm ready. I was like, you're 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 sitting like primed and ready to like <laughs> deliver some fucking like. And here it is. Knowledge bombs <laughs> from I came from uh, Tibet this morning, so I'm ready. Huh. Lucky. I'm 18, and 
I just lost my virginity a few days ago, actually, and I'm not on birth control, but I've been wanting to go on birth control because I'm starting college in the fall, and I know that, like, I'm going to be sexually active, and especially now after having sex, like, I want to have it again. And, but basically, my parents are really conservative, so I don't really know how to go about talking about it. Like, I know if I brought it up, like, they would kind of just shoot it down and say no and say that I don't need to go on it and I shouldn't go on it because I shouldn't be having sex and, like, it would just be a really awkward conversation. Um, so I'm wondering if there's any way that, like, I can get on it without my parents knowing. I'm not really sure how to go about that. And if there's not, then what would your advice be for talking to my parents about it and, I don't know, having a mature conversation with them and figuring it out? Oh, I love this question. Planned I immediately have so parenthood. many. Yeah, this is why Planned Parenthood is so important. Yeah. You can go to Planned Parenthood. Also, condoms work in the meantime. <laughs> don't have unsafe sex. Also, birth control protects you. Condoms protect you from stuff that birth control mm-hmm. doesn't, STDs. So if you can't immediately go, you can for sure go to a drugstore or have your friend buy you condoms or buy mm-hmm. them on Amazon or something. I probably don't want it shipped to your house. <laughs> you can get it shipped to school or to your friend's house yeah. or something. There's like, Yeah, your friend with cool parents who like, don't care. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, hey, hey, good for you for being sexually active and for wanting to protect yourself and Mm -hmm. be thinking about that. I also grew up with super conservative parents. And I think the most important thing is make sure that you're safe. So Mm -hmm. if you want to have a conversation later, look, you're going to college, you're going to, they're going to look at you in a different way and respect you in a different way. So I don't think you necessarily need to have that conversation before you go to college. If you don't feel safe, when you come back, you can have that conversation as an adult when your parents view you as an adult. Yeah. Or you can have the conversation when you have a child and then Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, she clearly has sex. I think there's also like as much as I don't know like I I think as I had friends who had like very like ch- well, I would call them like chill kind of parents mm. but mm-hmm. that also comes from like your parents don't necessarily like if you're doing something that you think that they wouldn't like you to do they'd rather they just not know like mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it anyway I don't think that they need to know also like your sexual experiences have nothing to do with your parents. Mm -hmm. So like they're just not tied and related. Um, Planned Parenthood. That's exactly like, that's why Mm -hmm. it's around. I remember when Arden Rose, which I've I've already ratted her out for this before. When she (laughs) first moved to LA, she was like, I need to get birth control. How do I do this? And that was like one of the first things we did. Like when we moved to LA was like Mm -hmm. Arden got birth control at Planned Parenthood. (laughs) And I think like exactly like you're saying with condoms too. I think that's also a habit you should get in now because even um, you're you're saying that you're going to go to college, you're going to be sexually active. That's that's the prime, especially if you go to like UC Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. <laughs> prime fucking time to get an STD yep. is like sex with multiple partners um, and making sure that you are not only protected against, you know, like getting pregnant, but... Mm-hmm. Getting an STD. And listen, most of us end up with HPV and it's something that men give to women. It does nothing to them. It's not fair. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, you may think it's the guy's responsibility to have a condom. No, if do not have sex with someone without a condom and there's going to be lots of guys who tell you that, you know, until you are in a committed relationship and you've both been tested, don't ruin your life over some guy feeling like, oh, I forgot a condom. You know, also watch Knocked Up. You don't want to get pregnant. No, you don't. You don't. You really don't. It's not no sex is that good that mm-hmm. it's like worth like potentially with an 18 year old boy <laughs> I mean, in college like, no like no drunk hookup at like i don't know like <laughs> ae pie for jumanji which was my <laughs> thriving party um like that's like it's never gonna be worth the mm-hmm. ultimate consequences also because i mean 
that's just it falls on you like yep. when it comes to like anything your yeah. sexual health is your responsibility so yeah. make sure you get in charge of it but good for you for thinking about these things yeah, yeah. and you can also at school you can also go to your health center at school yes. and oh. your parents oh, would I didn't never even know that yeah you your parents there. would never have to know even a lot of pharmacies now too also mm. you can get birth control by going there a lot of people don't have it we should point out that the reason Planned Parenthood is important is you know it gives people access and a lot of places don't have access because yeah. different governments are trying or get different governors are trying to get rid of that access for women. So if you don't yeah. have a Planned Parenthood around, it's good to know that there's student health centers mm -hmm. or a CVS. Yeah. But condoms are available everywhere. Of yeah. course, birth control for men is easy to find, but they're regulating <laughs> yeah. for fucking women. Yeah. They're like, oh, we under we want to we want to get off, but like we don't want to have to like deal with your vagina yeah. <laughs> only when like we want to have sex with him. Mm -hmm. like, you've got the rest of the stuff taken care of, right? Yeah. We're just going to tax so Can much. Can we curse on, on this podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Like, Fuck. Fucking shit. <laughs> All the time. Uh, and yeah, and also not to be like a shameless plug, I love Planned Parenthood, huge fan. And if you are, you know, like financially able to and are able to donate money, I think that would be a really, really, really great thing for any listeners to do. Yes, 100%. Because, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. This reminds me that it's very important. It's very, very, very important. Save my ass a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> High school me loves it. <laughs> okay, on to the next call. I'm 20 years old. And I currently go to a nursing school. Whoop, whoop. So my problem is, is that, uh, I don't know, but like ever since I was younger or like not younger, cause I'm only 20, but like, um, I noticed that like my friends, when they talk about sex, like they're so into it. And like, I can talk about sex all day, but they like always talk about like, yeah, like I just had this dick appointment and it was so good and whatever. And I just like feel kind of left out because I haven't really felt like that before. Um, I don't know if it's because of stress from school or like, I don't know. Because ever since I was in eighth grade, uh, I always was like more developed than everyone else. So every guy I've had a crush on has literally only liked me because um, they were trying to sleep with me or they're like, oh, she has tits. Like, yes, girl, I don't want to date you I just want to fuck you whatever so I guess what I'm asking is is that is it okay for me to not be like into that right now like it's weird I can go a whole year without having sex like the last time I had sex was a year and I do masturbate like every night though so yeah I just I don't know I don't get why I can do it to myself but I guess I can't let other guys do it to me I don't know if it's because like if I know they just want to fuck then I'll just be immediately turned off because I do feel like that sometimes, but I don't know. Like, I feel sexually attracted to other guys. I'll see guys that like, oh, damn, he's cute, but I wouldn't want to necessarily, like, have sex with them. I don't know. I feel kind of awkward about it, even though a lot of my jokes are kind of like sexual jokes, you know? <laughs> I feel like you're just doing you. Like, that. my yeah. advice for you, it, she literally you. is you're doing her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she's literally crushing. Like, this, is, this is such a mature like I, I wish that I was like this when I was, yeah. I mean, maybe at like 20, I think I was kind of similar mm -hmm. to this, but like, this is such a healthy mindset. Yeah. I think it's also important to know that you don't need a relationship in order to have physical pleasure. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's great that you're masturbating. It doesn't make you weird. Listen, you're in nursing school. You don't need 
Uh, along with that dick and getting dick down comes with a whole fucking personality who might ruin your life right now. So yes. like, so true. you don't, if you don't want that and it's not something you need, I do think we should address that. What she was saying about how she likes the attention and she has a little bit of fear yeah. of if you develop early, that is a big issue. Yeah. And it's something where, you know, I think you have to start learning that not all guys or girls or whoever you're attracted to mm-hmm. is the same, but it's okay. Um, you know, you can have a system that weeds out guys who only want to sleep with you because of your boobs and you should be able to tell pretty quickly but yeah that doesn't mean that you have to close you shouldn't automatically assume mm-hmm. that all men only want to sleep with you for yeah. that reason i would trust your intuition with that like girls especially i think females have such a great sense of intuition and a great picker when it comes to mm-hmm. people like you especially because like you're aware of the fact that this has kind of made you jaded when it comes to men you know what to look for because like you've been in the situation where guys have only wanted this so I I you're I would exactly like you're saying I wouldn't decide that like no I'm never going to like date and you're not saying that you're not going to like ever mm-hmm. date again but I think it's valid that you have like a fear for that because it is associated with a being objectified in mm-hmm. a way that's like I don't know. I think especially when you're younger, getting objectified in that way, like you see your friends have boys have crushes on your friends who are girls and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. instead of that, like you're getting sexualized at like a young Mm -hmm. age, which it doesn't satiate that same feeling. Cause like, obviously it feels good to be told that like you look hot and you look great and stuff, but that it it doesn't fulfill the same feeling of being like, I really like you as a person. Like, I think you're really interesting. And like, I really like love spending time with you. Like it's just super different. And most likely you'll meet someone the way that you can kind of weed that out is you'll meet someone where most people meet people either at work or Mm -hmm. through friends or someone who knows your actual personality and not some random guy on the street who thinks that you have a nice body, which, you know, some people meet people that way. But if that's a concern of yours, then you can just already weed out anybody who you don't personally know. Yeah. And I think it comes with age too, especially like young guys or whatever. Like the first time they see a girl their age with tits, that's Mm -hmm. like not their mom. Like it becomes so crazy. But once you get older, guys have seen girls, uh, they've seen tits, they've seen tits before. Like that becomes less of of, uh, I don't know. I think also just like, yeah, as guys get older, it becomes less of a commodity, less of like, oh, this is what I'm going for. Like, I want a girl Mm -hmm. who like looks like this and that kind of thing. Like, I think as you get older and also like, you don't have, like, like you said, nursing school, you don't really have time. I mean, if you're masturbating, I could probably go a year without having sex too. Yeah. hundred percent. You get off every time. Right. Yeah. And also like, (laughs) you don't, you don't even like, it's like you maybe, maybe you don't have like an hour and a half to like go to dinner with somebody and like meet someone and vet them and find out if they voted for Trump and like get birth control. You literally have 15 minutes, like right before you fall asleep at night. Like that's get the deep sleep. sleep. Yeah. Get the deep sleep. Nice deep sleep. <laughs> that is so funny. Also, I just want to say you are normal. That oh, is yeah, the biggest super thing. Super normal. You're asking if you're normal. You know what? I have friends who talk about dick and who talk about things and, and just sex in general. I'm gay, but my friends talk about sex in a way that I don't really talk about sex, but that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're a prude. It doesn't mean that you're different or wrong or that you should be like them. They're how they are. You're how you are. So how you are. So just make sure that, you know, I would say the one thing to work on is just make sure that you're not consciously closing yourself off to everyone. But other than that, just do you. Mm -hmm. Like you're allowed to prioritize work and you're allowed to put like dating on the back burner. But Mm -hmm. I think it's also about like if you have the time and like you would be open to it if there is the right guy. It's like you're saying, like don't Mm -hmm. don't go into everything like guards up, closed off. But I also think it's okay 
to you obviously like you have reason to feel kind of like wary of people and I think that's allowed you don't have to shut off yes. that kind of like oh let me give everybody like the benefit of the doubt like no there's t- lots of terrible fucking people out there the other thing I was going to say is if I'm a person who actually doesn't always have the best judgment on people and mm-hmm. I, I get taken advantage of because I assume everyone has the best intentions so if you're worried because you've been jaded about like I don't I can't really tell if guys like me for me ask your friend your friend True. will know if mm-hmm. he's trying to sleep with you or mm-hmm. not so find a trusted friend if you're worried that your radar is too far yeah. off ask your friend to be like do you think this guy actually likes me and they'll tell you yeah dm me the screenshots of your text yeah. i'll tell you <laughs> i constantly would tell my friends and they like don't want to hear it i'm like this guy just wants to fuck you They're like no i think he's great i'm like okay we, See, we can you need think Megan he's great but friend. like i think he just wants to fuck <laughs> yeah i'll be like brutally truthfully honest but mm-hmm. yeah i think also um as i I've, it's a kind of a different situation but Every time when it comes to relationships, I always think it, it always works. It, it never works until it does. Mm-hmm. And especially like dating and guys, like w- whether that's, you've definitely got it in, it's sucky when it's like all the same kind of similar situation that keeps happening over and over again. But, um, like there, there's not, not that I'm gonna say like, there's a person out there for everybody because I think like you can adapt and who you are to like mm-hmm. other people who like come about and stuff. But this was a fraction, a small fraction of your life. You are only 20. You have so much more of your life to go. So like associating dating with that and like boys and stuff with that. Just think when you're 40, you'll have like, oh, you can associate your 20s between 20 and 40 with some totally different outcome. Like Mm. that, what happened to like how that reaction was when you were younger is not just, it was part of your past, but it's also like such just to me sounds so much like, yes, young boys, like Mm -hmm. young boys and like young girls and being in that situation. In general, my advice for straight people too is for young women is to date people who are slightly older than you because men your age almost doesn't matter if you're a 22 year old woman, you should date a guy who's 25 or if you're 29, you should probably date a guy in his thirties because men aren't at the same developmental age Mm -hmm. as women until they're truly in their mid forties. And so (laughs) you're, if you're looking around and you're going out with people who are your age yeah those guys are probably just looking at your tits right now because they're not like you being like what's my career I'm gonna yeah. be a nurse one day <laughs> they're literally like titty city 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 yeah I literally <laughs> would never <laughs> motorboat that shit I literally would never date somebody who's 24 yeah like I so I have my uh friend's dating profile like we created a pro- dating profile for her and put it on my phone because she doesn't want to deal with it she's like jaded mm. by dating apps so I want to do it because I have a boyfriend and it's yeah. fun for me so I get to be her I'm not being her I'm saying like You're this account is run by Megan yeah. um and I I literally like talk to guys being like, so why should you date my friend? Like, how cool are you? Um, and, uh, I literally, she's my, she's 24 and I do not swipe right on literally anybody who is not at least like 27. Yeah. Like automatically, even though it's not just me, like as if I'm like, you could be cute, but I can see in your eyes, like the 24 year old. Yes. I can see, I can see the stupid shit that you do. So, uh, yeah, I think you'll be fine. So fine. Okay. We're going on to the next call. I said that like it was a question. We are. It's happening. Next call. Call. So I am 19 years old, and I have I have kind of a unique situation. So um, I've always been kind of confused about my sexuality. I am now out. Um, I don't really know what I'm out as, but I have a girlfriend currently. I am female. Um, so whatever. I don't really put a label on it yet. But freshman year of high school, I met this girl, and she became my best friend instantly. And then shortly after that, she told me she had feelings for me. Um, it was very complicated for four years with us trying to hide, um, how we really felt from everyone else and our families because, you know, we weren't ready to tell people and it just takes time. Um, and we are now dating. So four years of being complicated friends with like whatever else was going on. 
trying to suppress our feelings, all that stuff, we're now dating. And so obviously since we've been best friends for four years, um, we were very, very close and we would hang out almost every weekend and I would sleep over her house and she would sleep over mine. We've had like hundreds of sleepovers together. Um, but now that we are officially dating, um, my mom is totally cool with us having sleepovers because we're, we're 19 years old and, um, her parents are not. And I just don't know what to do about that because it really bothers me just because I was so used to it before. Um, but obviously I don't want to overstep my bounds and, you know, force things that, her parents aren't okay with. So I was just wondering what you would do in this situation because it is so weird having to drive home like 25 minutes from her house all the time when we hang out and I'm usually at her house and I don't love driving home, but I'm not allowed to stay over. I love this love story though. I know. I was, like this is friends. my fucking life. So get ready for a lot of personal advice. Fucking oh, take it away. Awesome. Um, no, I, this is literally what happened with me and my current girlfriend. We were best friends for a long time. She didn't date guys before or she didn't date girls before. And so I just thought we were friends and like over the year, it was probably like a year and a half that we were like best friends and we would sleep over. We would, you know, just do normal best friend yeah. things, go to dinner, hang out. And I didn't really think anything of it besides the fact that I like kind of had a crush on her but I was like man eh, this is just my straight friend and then I think you kind of realize that something changes and then we started dating but I think it's important and it's good for the relationship for things to reset because you are so different with your best friend than you are in mm -hmm. a relationship and you also want to give your relationship all the fun of being in a new relationship yeah. so I understand why this is a confusing period of time it sounds like her parents also might be a little bit homophobic or getting yeah. used to whatever this is and so I think it's important to respect their rules too even if it makes you uncomfortable it's great that you have a space safe space with mm -hmm. your parents so talk to your girlfriend about that and say like hey I don't like driving so late at night so if you want to stay over or if we're going to hang out at night can we hang out at my place but I actually think that a good for you and I'm so happy for you but it is important to like have that reset moment because yeah. even you know it's weird when people get married they if, even if they were together for 10 years beforehand you celebrate the anniversary of when you got married because it signifies like a different yeah. change and a different commitment and this is the exact same thing you might have been best friends for four years but you've only been dating a couple months and mm -hmm. so when you're dating a couple months it's so different than when you've yeah. been dating someone for, I don't know how long you've been dating well, your boyfriend I was gonna say so like so obviously a very different situation but he and I were friends for about like a like he was like my best guy friend in mm -hmm. LA like one of my my one of my best friends in LA I won't tell him that he'll be like I was your best friend um but like one of my best friends in LA for about a year before we started dating yeah I think a little over a year and then we started dating and when we were friends we had we had like a flirt so we were like work friends mm. so it was kind of like the joking like work husband work wife kind of thing yeah but it was like definitely like flirtatious, but not in like an overt way. But we also like constantly used to say like, love you, love you. You're the yeah, best. And yes. when we started dating, we had to stop. And we used to send like heart emojis and yes. like over the top kind of being sarcastic, but we both had crushes on each other. Mm. So it was like, okay, but we weren't dating. So it was fine. But so then suddenly we had to like, stop saying like, I love you. Yeah. Stop. Like I had to like, then think about like, oh, I'm not going to like text him back. Like right immediately. I'm not yeah. going to like send 50. 15,000 heart emojis and be like, do you mm -hmm. love me? Like, do you think I like just annoying shit that I would do when we were just friends. And it was super, super weird. And it made me feel like 
it's like in hindsight, I'm so glad that we both like we didn't even communicate it. We yeah. both just kind of like Stop suddenly doing it. stopped saying Same, I me love and my you. girlfriend would say I love you too because yeah. we're your friends all the like, time. I do love you, love but you. like now I like th- I don't love you in that way. And but now I'm I going can't say I love you because <laughs> it means something totally different. <laughs> but now looking back on it, I'm really glad. But like then at first it was like super weird and awkward, and I did feel like a little. Like it just it not that you feel necessarily insecure, but it's kind of just like you feel like you're backtracking yes, in a way, yes. but you're not because like you're starting something so completely different mm-hmm. that also like I think that's like the intimidating thing about dating friends too is it feels like shit. We already know each other yes. so well. This is like three years in the making that's like now sped up and we've only been dating this amount of time. Like like you're saying, it's a good separation to kind of build the excitement and it's important to separate it now because i don't know how long you guys have been dating but after you date later there are things you tell your friends that you would not tell someone Mm -hmm. that you were newly dating which will get you into trouble later (laughs) and so it is important to set that delineation now if this was before we're dating this Mm -hmm. is how we acted towards each other and this is after because later when your partner's like well what about the thing you told me was like that's when you were my best friend i literally (laughs) did that i literally told my boyfriend about this like guy that i had like had a will they won't they like oh my god are we gonna hook up kind of thing and then when we like first started dating and the first month of us hooking up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with this guy. And he's like, didn't, didn't you guys like used to hook up? I'm like, fuck, you no, shouldn't know that. It's very, well, and you would not tell <laughs> yes. someone who you met normally, but this is a good thing. Also, anyone who is listening, who has a friend, who has a best friend, who you feel yeah. feelings towards, careful what you say to them, <laughs> truly. Because <laughs> they're not going to forget yeah, too. They won't. And you're, when you're someone's best friend, you tell them all Every- the juicy <laughs> details and all the back and forth of it. But oh. yeah, get, the separation is good. It's uh-huh. going to feel weird. And yeah. so, So it's okay for it to feel weird. But I also think, you know, in general, in relationships, you cannot change people's family. You cannot change how people feel or view themselves. And so you have to respect if that's an actual boundary, then you have to respect that. Because you know what? To be honest, her parents are paying for that house and your parents (laughs) are paying for your house. So you don't get to set the rules. (laughs) Yeah. And it might not be like a homophobic thing. They might just not want. Yeah. Maybe even she had a boyfriend. She was like, no, no boys are allowed to sleep over. When I was in 19, in my 20s, my parents wouldn't let a guy that I was seeing come stay the night with me. Yeah. You know, that's totally you're 100% right it might not be homophobic it Mm -hmm. might just be like there are different rules now that you're dating and they're acknowledging that too they're Mm -hmm. maybe trying to protect her in the same way we're trying to protect you Mm -hmm. of like it'll also be more fun for your relationship I under like in a new relationship anyway you want to be around each other all the time but take time to be apart from each other because it's so fun to get done with a date and then not be able to go to sleep because you're like that was I am obsessed with this person if you're just with each other all the time like nothing changed yeah it four years from now is not going to feel any different than what it felt like in the beginning. I think it's, it's, I, I find that it's important to like give every part of a, like every like timing or section Mm -hmm. of relationship, like it's time because like every part of it is fun. Mm -hmm. And I like talked to my friends about that who are like super not into like don't wanting to start dating. I was like, but no, remember the point when like you both know that you like each other and like you're waiting for them to text you back. And like, you're like, you're not concerned that like, they don't like you. Like you both know this and you're just excited. That's really fun. And the only time that that should change is when you want more than that. And then when yes. you like start dating, dating should be fun and this should be like exciting and great and being boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I use this advice when people, they move in together. I'm like, when, not that I'm saying when dating is no longer is fun, you should move in together. But like when you're, when you've had your fun with this, mm-hmm 
and you've done, you're like, this is the time you've done doing this. Now you're going to move on to the next step. But when everything is like so fun at the beginning, it can be, it's, it's enticing to skip the, yes, not enjoy yes. those time periods and be like, no, but this is so great. Let me do this, 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 and this. I'm everyone like, has had the thought when they're dating someone new of like, I need to marry them immediately. <laughs> yes. Like everyone skips right to the, it's yeah. right around six months of dating yeah. someone where you're obsessed, obsessed with them and you don't live with them. And you're just yeah. like, I can't picture anyone else in my life. And you're like, I need to marry them. Yes. That's what has to happen. This, this is the only thing that can happen. But you know, but that's what happens in that stage. So mm-hmm. don't, I a hundred percent agree with you. Don't skip all that stuff because that stuff will happen later. Yeah. And it's fun. And I think also when things are going, I don't know, like, like so my, my boyfriend and I, we moved in together quite quickly, but not officially, which is like mm. kind of like how I kept my like one foot out the door yeah. thing being like, well, no, I mean like you can sleep over here every night, but like you still have to have an apartment that yes. he like didn't have a bed set up there. But like, <laughs> I knew that he had an apartment. So like, it was, I was like still able to create that kind of barrier. And then when we moved in together, it was like, there were so many times that when we had, when we were dating, like and if, if we had like officially lived together or whatever, like there are times like I came home really late and I was like really pissed off about something or whatever. And I, it was still my apartment. Like yes. it was still like, mm-hmm. not like he could be there, but I knew at the end of the day, like, oh, it's still my apartment. Like I, I want to like keep it messy. Like mm-hmm. I can do this kind of things. And those things that you don't really think of when everything's going great or whatever, yes. or if I'm pissed at you and I'm like, no, I want you to leave so I can hang out here with my friends. Yeah. And like, he could do that. So yeah. like now that we live together, I appreciate I, I knew what I was getting myself in for because mm-hmm. like you go kind of through like the bad and the good. And then you're like, okay, now that I know both sides of this and how this like goes at any given day, I know what I'm signing up for. And this is like what I want to yes, do. hundred percent. You are 19. You don't have your own houses or apartments yet. You will one day and it won't be as sneaky and fun yeah. or it won't feel like an adventure or a thing. So just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for them. This sounds Me like such too. a cute Congrats love story. Dating your friend. I love it. Four years. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, bruh. Oh, I'm impressed. Go, you guys. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by uh, us reading reviews of the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast app. Yes, it's that time again for me to suck my own dick. There you go. I literally had to look at most of be like, come on, it's, time for, it's your sound effect time. It's your cue. It's your cue. Do you think that's what it would sound like if you tried to suck your own dick? It'd be like, because <laughs> you're reaching so much. You'd be like, ah. You also have to scream because you have to take out a couple ribs. <laughs> Like, it'd be, like, a much more painful sound. Like, oh, oh. I was watching an episode of Real Housewives Atlanta, and there was a guy, his name was, I forgot, it was something with dick in it. Um, addiction, maybe. And he, His name was Addiction? That was his stripper name. Oh, okay. And he could suck his own dick. Shut up. Did he yeah. get herbs moved? Nope. He just had a 12-inch dick and a flexible back. Yoga, namaste. <laughs> Next time you see a guy doing yoga, be like, "Are you doing this to try and suck your own dick?" Like, did you watch? There was a sketch of um of Will Ferrell's where he th- like he was playing a yoga instructor and he could suck his own <gasps> dick. That's amazing. I mean, honestly, if I had a dick, I would totally try and suck it. Who wouldn't? Yeah, who fucking wouldn't? That's the first thing I would do if I had a dick for a day. Just masturbate. Just be like, "What's this like?" <laughs> I feel like we have it better though. I feel like girls are like, yeah, girl orgasms are way better. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, so while you're here, <laughs> um, we're going to be, I'm going to be reading some reviews uh, of the uh, podcast on 
Apple Podcast app, sucking my own dick, like we said. Um, so this one is from your main squeeze, and her username says main like the state. So I don't know if this was, and it's also capitalized, so I feel like this was intentional. And it has a winky face too. I love that. Uh, and the title of this is been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> Obviously. I've been a subscriber for years and this podcast is probably the greatest idea you've ever had. Also, can you like imagine she's like 11 and so she's like, I've been waiting this for my whole life, just 11 years. Uh, I've wanted to call in so many times, but I'm impatient and tend to resolve my own issues very quickly. Oh, go you, you, parentheses, Megan, and I literally have the same personality and views on life, so you've been an amazing role model, role model for me since middle school years. I'm a senior in high school now. Aw, this podcast has gotten, has helped me through rough times and showed me that there's always, way, that there's always a way to push through those tough times. I should enunciate better, but thank you so much. That's so nice. Also, go you for resolving your own issues. I don't resolve my own issues. I give other people advice, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck up my, I'm going to stir the pot in my own life and not <laughs> fix it. Hey. Uh, thank you so much for the review. It means so much. And it also makes me really happy when people have been like watching me or like stayed fans for a long time because I'm always convinced that I just piss people off and then they leave. Abandonment issues. But thank you so much. And the other one I'm going to read is uh, from... Amber Janak, love you, Megan. I've been watching your YouTube videos for the last eight years. Holy shit, have I been making videos for eight years? Mm, oh my god, whoa. Since I, 2010. I need to call the CW, we need to change this. <laughs> can you imagine, it's that easy. I've just been waiting, I've been holding off until the right time to call them. Be like, uh, hey, I'll, you can give me a show now. It's time. It's time, hey, it's time. It's time. <laughs> uh, for the last eight years, and I've watched you grow, and I love what you've become, and this podcast is amazing. It's definitely such a good fit for you, and I've wanted to let you know how much I enjoy listening and watching. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, can I read one more? This one's funny. Sure. Okay. My all-time favorite podcast. You can see why I picked it. <laughs> By Rory Kate. Oh, my God. Gilmore Girls. I have been a longtime listener and even a caller. Parentheses. Ooh, scandalous. Winky face. <laughs> and the advice is amazing. Not, it not only covers heavy topics, it's funny and light, too. It's all you could want in a podcast. And the cherry on top is Megan and her hilarious... Her, uh, the cherry on top is Megan and her hilarious guests. I just love that on purpose so I can say it twice. <laughs> love you, Megan. <laughs> that dick sucking. Got that dick sucking. Um, thank you so much. That makes me... I really want to know what call she was now. Because also, like... You guys have stopped saying your names, which like is great because we just believe them anyway. But so I'm like, who's Rory? Like, I wonder what Rory Kate's issue was. <laughs> and maybe we, hopefully we helped because she called in before and left a review after. So um, great. Thank you guys so much. Those were the reviews I'm going to read for now. You can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. Five stars um, and bonus points if you say something funny that catches my eye. Maybe some dick jokes. And uh, yeah, thanks guys so much. And uh, back to the episode. Okay, we are back from the break and we are gonna hop on into calls. Hey Megan, I'm 22 years old and me and my boyfriend have been dating for a while now and marriage is in the near future, I would wanna say. But there's just a really big problem that I feel like we are going to face when it gets to that time. And that is, both of our families are just so different from each other. And I just don't see how they're going to mesh well together, like, at the wedding. Um, my family has always been, like, a drinking family. And we don't really care. And it's just always a hot mess on my side of the family. And his family is, like, completely different, 
they none of his family members drink um and i just i i know that it sounds silly like involving alcohol but i just feel like i've always imagined my wedding like with an open bar or something like that and his family and my mom is like very set on there being alcohol there and I just don't want to be disrespectful to his family but I also want what I want and I just I don't know what to do because me and him both both of us drink but he we, we just hide it from like his side of the family um so like I it's so serious I've considered two different weddings like seriously I know how you can make it work. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Question one. How long have they been dating? Yeah. Also, are you engaged? They're no. not engaged. They're just close to marriage. Well, so maybe also, you're 22. So yeah. close yeah. to marriage is like... She does a southern accent, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, that. I mean, that's very real. Most of my friends were married by the time they were like 21, which is completely fine if that's your choice. But yeah. also... Okay, so my family doesn't drink. Yeah. Sounds like your family drinks, so we can yeah. figure this out right now. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of... I My family doesn't drink, but it is your wedding, 100%. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, if you don't drink or if someone is... Not, you know, people don't drink for lots of different reasons. I'm not going to judge them. Some people are alcoholics. Yeah. They're sober now. Just have options. If you only had a wedding where the only beverage was alcohol, <laughs> then it would be offensive. <laughs> if you have anything else for them to drink and yeah. equal options, you can have lots of bartenders will do... You can actually do the same signature cocktail. One is a mocktail. Yeah. yeah. And then you have um, it, it, a big thing that's important. Like I grew up super Christian. And so we, for fancy occasions, we always had a lot of sparkling Martinelli's. That was oh, it. love sparkling Martinelli's. And it's Martinelli's. good. It tastes better than some shitty champagne. So just have that too. So make sure every base is covered. Yeah. But honestly, it is your wedding. I will say though, before you get married, you should think get about. Engaged. Yeah. Get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Also, don't think about problems that oh don't God. exist yet. Yeah. I feel like you need a dog. Like, yeah. I mean, I, that's like really rich coming from me because I 100% like have anxiety about things that are like 10 years down yeah. the road. But like I, this, yeah, this just seems like if you're, I mean, it is true that you don't want to get engaged either without thinking about what your lives will be together. But if alcohol is the biggest thing that <laughs> like you're, you're stressed your wedding, about, like yeah, just on, on one night, I think it is a real thing. Like it helps when your families get along and it's, yeah. it means, you know, you're going to be interacting with those people for the rest of your life and they're going to know your children and all that so you have to talk about like how to assert yourself if if someone's parents on either side is not okay for something but when you get married you're starting a new relationship and a mm -hmm. new family and so the rules are your rules that's it yeah I think like also the idea that you guys hide drinking from his parents I think if his family doesn't drink and they don't keep alcohol in the house respectful to not drink in their house yeah. and not bring alcohol into their house but like what you do on your own time that I don't think you need to lie about like, it, nor should you yeah because like, it, it'll make them treat you like children if you act like an adult they'll treat mm -hmm. you like an adult and also like your own like think of like the rest of your life from now on like you're a mom and you want to have wine and it's a 4th of July barbecue and your in-laws are over and your kids are driving you fucking crazy and all you want is wine and you can't have wine because you've kept up this appearance mm -hmm. to your in-laws that you guys don't drink. It's There's a way to be respectful of that. And I also like, I don't drink. So like mm -hmm. I go to weddings far too often for people <laughs> I don't really know that well. And there's always, like, I, I am not offended by other people drinking. No. Like it's a personal choice. Obviously I don't know the situation with his family and why they choose not to drink. But most of the time, a common misconception about people who like choose not to drink is that like 
it, most of the time it's about you. It's not yeah. really about anybody else. And also if it is about anyone else, his whole family can hang out with his whole fucking family. They don't have to hang out with your family. Weddings also, it's not like it would be great if they got along and they were like friends and great, but like it's, it is so rare that I've ever been to a wedding where all I do is see like there's the bride and groom and all like the in-laws all hanging out together. Yeah, like right. there's like one side of the family, there's like two sides of, there's two families and two family friends at weddings. Like they're going to have to be entertaining like extended rel like mm -hmm. relatives and like family friends just as much as you're going to have to be doing all of that stuff that I think on the day specifically, you won't even like as much as it's like a stress right now, you're not even going to like see, think of them drinking or not drinking on your wedding day. Yeah, you're going to have no. so much other shit to think about mm -hmm. that. It's not like, it's not even going to cross your radar. And I think, I think y you shouldn't be ashamed of your family being a hot mess and like embarrassing, like not that I'm saying that, that you're embarrassed by them, but like how they're just like, they're just two different sets of people. I think also give, give your family a little bit more credit of being like, it's your wedding. They're not going to like, may maybe they will, but like, they're probably not going to like rip their shirts off and say mm -hmm. body shots. I hope they do. I hope they fucking <laughs> do too. And I hope I'm invited. I know where you guys are. <laughs> and then also, I would say like, give his family the benefit of the doubt too, that they might not, they're, maybe they're not like judgmental people. Yeah. They just like are choosing a different lifestyle option. Yeah. And that a hundred percent, you don't know why people don't drink. The yeah. other thing is, I think you're totally right about respect the rules of whoever's house you're in. So I had an uncle who drank and the rest of my family didn't. When the parties were at his house, there was always alcohol. If anyone wanted any, yeah. when he went to someone else's house, he didn't bring a bunch of alcohol mm -hmm. with him. But I also think that, you know, you can have these conversations too. The wedding is your event. That's yeah. your house. And so you can do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. And if they want to be pissed at you at your wedding, just ignore them. There's so many other fucking people there. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your day and do whatever's going to make you have a great day because years down the road you'll be pissed that like you didn't have fun because you were thinking about your in-laws and then what what if you only see your in-laws twice at the wedding and yeah. then you're like oh, I made this entire fucking thing for you and I don't even see you yep like but also first get engaged like we're talking <laughs> right. about the, the stages engaged. of the relationship <laughs> yeah, get engaged enjoy the stage you're in do not worry about like please don't start talking about how you're gonna raise your kids and like whatever wedding like, planning you can talk about that stuff when it's time don't if you're not engaged yet then what just make a Pinterest board and yeah. like I include have alcohol. Yeah. I have a Pinterest board that says wedding that I had to make private because I started getting all these DMs of being like, are you like engaged or oh, getting engaged no. soon? And I was like, no, I just really think weddings are pretty. And so I just go on Pinterest and pin I feel them. Like every woman has a wedding yeah. board on Pinterest. Yeah. That and like, you know, like cute baby costumes. Have no. you got dive, have you dived into that? No. Well, a lot of my friends have babies now, so I am obsessed with babies, but I'm still babies. more in the animal phase. Oh, no, no. I just mean like baby cost like costumes for babies. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, like Pinterest, if you look up like baby Halloween costumes, there's, oh my God, they're like, like lions. No, no, Dinosaurs. no. Like unique ones. Like oh, this woman, she was like, uh, like, um... I don't know, like a very standard, stereotypical French person, and her baby was a croissant. Oh, <laughs> like cute shit like that. Oh, I'm so dead. that satiates my like, oh, babies, or like watching like videos of babies mm -hmm. or whatever. But like, I don't sit here and like, you know, like plot and plan. Because <laughs> I do definitely have like a list on my phone of all the names I want for babies, which are being shot down by my boyfriend immediately. It's important to have that list. Okay. On to the next call. I am 19 years old, and I'm coming to ask you about closure after the end of a relationship. So, and I'm kind of like baffled right now because I'm coming to you right after this situation. I'm like crying, so you're taking my big sister role that I don't have, so thanks. But, um, so basically me and this guy have been together for seven months, and uh, he took my virginity, which I know you're always like, virginity is what you make it, and it's not like 
socially it's not a big deal, but to me it always has been just because I get so emotionally connected to people. It's not even like a religious thing or anything. It's just like sexual emotionally connection to you, which is God a blessing and a curse. Um, but so yeah, I'm connected in that way and that was breaks my heart all the time. Um, but we broke up because one night he had been, he had been like super stressed and stuff and I kind of, we had both kind of been pushing it with each other, like kind of just arguing and it probably would have been best for us to step away from each other and each go our separate ways that night and not stay together, but we didn't. Anyway, um, so that night he basically, he was like drinking and smoking, so he was crossed and he got really mean and mad at me and he told me some really mean things like, sleep on the grass and kill yourself or like jump off the bridge is what he actually said so anyway that was like super bad but we've been broken up and I haven't talked to him since because I was like no I know my worth I'm not doing that um but today I hung out with his sister and we were supposed to just chill around the city and um she ended up saying she needs to go to her house so we went to their house uh which is where I stayed for a little bit and I just walked into his room and I saw everything I just immediately missed him and like I saw just all our memories flashed for our eyes, and his sister began to tell me all the things he said when we broke up, like, oh, don't talk about me because I don't want her to hurt, like, I want her to be okay, like, I love her, I wish I would have fucked things up. And I leave next week to go on a cruise, I got a job on a Disney cruise, and I feel like the last thing I need to do before I go is tie this in. Do you think it's just going to reopen something, or is it wise to kind of set and have closure? I don't really know what to do, I still love him so much, I take a bullet for him and I just don't know what to do. Please help. <laughs> Please. No, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. As Jojo said, it's just too little, it's too, too, little late. too late. One of my favorite songs. <laughs> and then, as she also said, get out. Leave. Right now. Right it's now. the end of you and me. <laughs> it's too fuck late. this guy. I hate 19-year-old boy. He sounds like a fucking asshole. The, like, he sounds terrible listen people who are nice people don't get drunk and say you no. should lay in the grass and die mm-hmm. so it, he or might feel sorry now or jump off a bridge but he is not a nice person no. period i don't care if he's telling your sister or whatever or his sister but that yeah it's just fuck that guy exactly that my boyfriend the first time he ever got super drunk in front of him he accidentally told me he loved me like yeah. that was like <laughs> and i had to be like i feel like you don't want to say that right now but like not i'm not a huge believer in like oh like drunk words or sober thoughts Mm-mm. but you can there are some phrases or some things that like no matter how inebriated I was gun held to my head I wouldn't say to somebody and especially somebody that like you love and you care about if he's able to say those things under like any circumstances like with any assist there like that it to me is a red flag and I'm glad that you knew your worth in that moment and you were like no fuck you I'm not going to stick around but the longer that you are with somebody who says those things whether it's frequent Mm -hmm. or infrequent you start to believe that stuff Mm -hmm. and then you start to feel indebted to this person for being such a great person for dating somebody as terrible as you Mm -hmm. who should just jump Mm -hmm. off of a bridge Mm -hmm. like as as smart as of a girl as you are like that's something like it happens to people like I've been mm-hmm. in terrible relationships mm-hmm. with guys who treated me so 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 badly because at a certain point when you like ease into it and that's always how it happens like and then suddenly you're like oh no now I feel like I'm so special because you've made me feel special because you make me feel like sh- you t- like break me down to then build me up and you take ownership of like oh I did that I'm the only one who can kind of do that for you this is a classic toxic relationship <sighs> also don't hang out with his sister I know that you're friends and that yeah. it's, I'm sure you were friends before and she's a nice person and you tell her 
woman to woman, this is not personal. This is just something I have to do right now. And I hope we stay friends and see each other later. But right now I can't hang out with you because exactly that reason. Yeah. Yeah, Her ties are Mm going to be the brother and she's going to need to go home sometimes. And she's going to bring up, he's going to call her. She's going to get a text from her mom and it's going to trigger you. Just don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Closure is important. I think you are a hundred percent right, but closure doesn't mean that you have to rehash everything (laughs) with a shitty ass person. No. And there's no, like, I, I believe like, like uh, in moving on as opposed to closure because like the idea of closure there as if is in like two people are a part of this Mm -hmm. and in reality one person ruined this relationship Mm -hmm. and that person doesn't deserve to be a part in you getting over this like he was the issue he's not going to be a part of the solution so it is like you like Anything that you can say, and I say this from someone who like, I got my heart broken by my first boyfriend who Mm. I lost my virginity to. And I am like, I even, even then, like I, because he was the only person I'd ever slept with. Like to me, that was until I got older, like I was able to like move on. But like when I was younger, I was like, I'm never gonna be able to move on from this guy. And we had like a terrible, terrible, terrible breakup. And I stopped being friends with his friends. And I stopped hanging out with our mutual friends and was like, I need to like fully separate this and cut this out. But that only happened after I like was like, we should like meet up and like, just like Mm -hmm. talk this out and get Mm -hmm. some closure. And he said the nastiest things to me to my face. And I was like, you know, fuck the idea of closure because I feel worse than I did like two days ago when I thought I'd hit rock bottom. And I, and I even like read this is as much as this is how much I don't believe in closure because of this. I then his uh, grandmother passed away who was really, really close to. And so we broke up um, end of our senior year of high school and uh, partway through, I think pretty early on in our freshman year of college, his grandma passed away. She was really close to him. I sent him a message on Facebook mm. and I will admit I was quite petty. Like he did definitely, I wasn't very nice to him after we broke up. Definitely did some really bitchy things, <laughs> uh, which I will not say because people will think I'm terrible. Let's just say I was on yearbook committee. So oh yeah. My yeah, yeah, God. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's in print. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is in print, but also take in mind, he asked out one of my friends to prom in oh, yeah. front of me. And then it was with a song and everyone saying Megan, uh, the rest of his bandmates saying Megan and he sang a different girl's name and nobody knew. And he like ripped his shirt off and her name was there. And like, I was standing there and everyone thought he was asking me. So like, it was not that I'm saying it was deserved, but whatever. This needs to be a movie. <laughs> Doesn't it? It should My be. God. It should be. Also the girl he's dating now looks exactly like I looked in high school, which is unique because transition lenses. Wow. So like very specific. Yeah. But she I, does. She showed me a picture. I'll show you. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But I reached out to him and like, just sent him a message on Facebook. This was like almost a year, probably. Yeah. Probably almost a year or like six months to a year after we had broken up. And, um, I had seen him, no, it was definitely a th- year. Cause I'd seen him over Thanksgiving and it was like fine or whatever. And I was like, Hey, just wanted to send you a message. Like you obviously don't have to respond to this. Um, but I just want to say like, I heard the news, like, I'm really sorry. I know that we like, don't talk anymore, but I know how important she was to you. And like, I'm sure there's nothing that you would ever need or want from me, but I just want to let you know that like, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. And he responded almost immediately and was like, uh, okay. I don't know why the fuck you're messaging me. And I was like, Okay. Great. Cool. Closure is not a thing. Like Mm -hmm. this idea that I, and I'm not even saying that I did it to feel good about myself, but ultimately like I wanted there to be like, when, when there is, when you, when a relationship ends and it's unhappy, you want to be able to, it's hard to, separate being the good memories and the bad memories. And you want to end on a happy note because you have happy memories, but that doesn't matter. You can have happy memories and a bad ending of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Very few relationships end well, but they can still have been ultimately like overarching positive experiences. And after that, I was like, there's no fucking point because here I am trying to be the bigger person and trying to like reach out and do all of this. When in reality, like I'm 
I'm not pining after a guy, but like I'm romanticizing the idea of like us having like one final talk and like, no, that just backfired in my fucking face. Like Mm -hmm. you can't like, it does not take two people to create closure and you need to like separate whether like you don't have to block him on social media because I mean, not like delete him because I think like that can send I don't know. You a feel dramatic. Toxic, yeah. yeah. And like a little, like very negative mute people. Though. That's what I was saying. Like I muted, I muted my ex-boyfriend, muted his like new girlfriend. Like mm. I didn't want to like start shit, but I'm also, and also if he cares about you as much as he's saying to his sister, he and his sister will also understand that and know and be like, you know, I really need to do this for me. Like I need, I need some space. I don't need to see that. Like I don't, there's certain ways that like we were talking about, like when you drive past some ways, you're like, Oh my God, this is so cute. Like when I'm in my hometown, I don't fucking take the way that like drives Mm -hmm. past my ex-boyfriend's house. Like you like, there's no way to get over something if you're completely immersed in it because you're like, Oh, this reminder, this reminder, this reminder, this reminder, this reminder. Also don't, the one thing you should not do is if you're moving on, don't, tell the person that you're moving on. Cause some people want to get closure for themselves. And yeah. they're like, just so you know, I am, I'm moving. I'm I can't it. talk to you anymore. Like maybe with his sister is yeah. the one person that if she's actually a friend that you hang out with, that I would be like, Hey, right now I'm, you know, I'm trying to give myself some mm-hmm. space. So I don't know if we can talk right now. That's the one person. Do not tell your fucking ex-boyfriend. No. Like actually I've made a decision not to talk to you because then you're starting shit. Yeah. You're and you're starting to, shit. I wonder what you're going to say. Are you going to be upset? Mm-hmm. And that's a natural thing. Like we all want that. That kind of we all want that satisfying feeling which my friend actually got this which has never happened to anyone like this guy who like broke her heart and was like mm. a complete asshole to her and she was like he's never gonna realize and like appreciate how great I was she got a message like six months ago that was like I just wanna let you know like you were the best thing I missed out on like I like didn't appreciate you and I had you like I think you're amazing and great so I like she's the only person that's ever fucking happened but, to and the one thing that I will say is the only time you do get moments like that is after a lot of oh, time years. time time mm. is the only closure so when it doesn't you give you that and, feeling of yes. butterflies anymore You trying to get closure in the time of the exact feelings of your relationship will not happen because people have to grow. And so maybe this piece of shit man in (laughs) 10 years will be like, I'm sorry, I was a piece of shit when I was Mm -hmm. 19. And I'm really sorry that you were in the crossfires of that. Doesn't mean you have to give him any more of your time. So just fucking move. You're going on a Disney cruise. Go have some fun. Also use condoms as per our other. Yes, um, please do. No, don't get pregnant. I hear there's a lot of orgies on. uh, Yeah, there's a lot. I went on, I lived on semester at sea. um, So I lived on a boat for six months. I had fun to do that. They had, um, when you walked in, there was seasick pills and a bunch of condoms. <gasps> the condoms were gone the next day after we sailed and the seasick pills just remained there. So, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's hella fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out like the nice things that he was saying were to his sister and yeah. he didn't Not, say them yeah. to you. And yeah. he did he apologize for the horrible mm-hmm. things that he'd said to yeah. you. And did he tell his sister that? Like, does right. he say those things in conversation? Like, oh yeah, by the way. Or is it like, oh wow, no, this is like this very dark side of him that nobody else knows. Also, I just want to stress he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's literally no other. I don't want you to take away anything except for this is not yeah. a guy who deserves any of your time. And I'm glad that you've already made that choice. But we would like to reiterate that- <laughs> He's a piece of shit and it doesn't, you know, I think something that was really hard for me because I'm a people pleaser and someone who likes to have people happy around me was also trying to get, even just with friendships, that feeling of like, okay, but I feel bad for not Mm -hmm. having 
having good intentions towards someone and goodwill towards them does not mean giving them your time. And if you're someone who likes to please people, it's very hard to make that distinction. You have to learn that you not engaging with someone doesn't mean that you have ill will towards them. It Mm -hmm. just means that you like yourself. Also, let us know what you're doing on the cruise. Like, what's your dancing? Are you like singing? Are you in the water? Are there water things there? Like a mermaid? Like Ariel? Oh, yeah. Like a dance, like a show, like a what? Are you comedy? Mm. Are you a character? Are you, yeah, are you a furry? Are That's you Mickey? so hot. Where's the cruise going? <laughs> okay, guys, now we're going on to Producer's Corner where uh, Melissa will pick either a uh, an update from a pr- caller from a previous episode giving us the um, the update on what's what's happened on that situation or we have somebody who has some of their own input from a different episode for um, some advice that we might have given. Maybe they've got more, better advice. Yeah, so this is um, from the episode with Alexis Waters. Uh, speaking of cruises, this is an update on uh, the girl who her boyfriend told her that she was almost the oh, one, yes. and and then she went on a cruise. So yeah, <laughs> isn't that? And it was, oh my god, isn't that uh, terrible? Yeah. How old are these dumb boys? Boys are so boys stupid. Are super dude. Try being super, gay, super, y'all. Super dumb. Yeah, she's in her twenties. Boys are still dumb though. Yeah. Like Monsters twenty. Excuse me, twenty eight, and he's still a fucking idiot. Oh yeah, no, they don't get good until they're thirty. Yeah. That's why I don't understand girls who don't have friends. Like, but how do you have conversations? Like- <laughs> oh, we got to do a whole other podcast about girls who don't have friends, girlfriends. It's so scary. Hey, Megan, this is a callback. I'm the girl whose ex-boyfriend told her that she was almost the one. Um, I'm happy to say that I'm doing a hell of a whole lot better. I went on my cruise. It was on a Disney cruise, although I did laugh at your guys' comments. Uh, but I went on a cruise and I had an amazing time. It could not have come at a better point in my life. I actually had lunch with my ex last week, I think, Um, just kind of just getting closure. I mean, he said we were going to be on a break for a month, and we met up after the month. And he told me that right after he broke up with me, he downloaded Tinder, met a girl, and he went on a date with her like a week after he called the break. Um, So all that he said about needing to date himself for a little bit and focusing or focus on himself was, (laughs) I guess, bullshit. Um, So I was really blindsided there because, I mean, I handled the break pretty well. I took time to take care of myself and figure stuff out on my end, but he was already uh, seeking someone else out, which is kind of shitty, but um, I mean, hey, like, whatever I guess at this point um I don't know he sounded really excited about her when we went to lunch and I was just like what the actual fuck is going on but that's okay we closed that door um he and I are not friends at the lunch he said maybe we could be friends and you could be like my sister and that I think is just as bad as hearing that I am almost the one so this boy just pulls out all the lines um, but with that being said, I'm doing a hell of a whole lot better. I got a job promotion. I got this really cool internship. And just a lot of things in my life are going right. Um, and I may or may not have hooked up with someone on the cruise. That's a that's a story for another day. But I don't know. I have my fun. I'm living my single life. And I don't need my ex anymore. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But I'm done with that. The door is closed. And I'm moving on, and I'm feeling really, really good. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for taking my call and giving me amazing feedback. You guys are so funny. And, yeah. She's thriving. You can she hear is, her voice. As Beyonce the door says, is closed. the, the best <laughs> revenge is your paper. She's yes. like getting promoted. Mm-hmm. She's doing Fuck this yeah. fucking guy. <laughs> this is exactly why you don't get closure because <laughs> you don't need some <laughs> stupid guy telling you that he got on Tinder and he wants you to be his sister. <laughs> Ew. What 
like you guys actual fuck. have had, had sex. sex. Oh, that's so weird. Men disgusting. are so dumb. They're, that's the dumbest shit I've so ever heard. Dumb. And you know what men think they're doing when they do that too? He's probably like, wow, I'm just like, I really love you. And I want to be helpful because you're so obsessed with Ugh. me that you, your consolation prize and is I'm you can be my And I'm a feminist and I just sister. want you to know that like, I really respect you as a woman and not just sexually. Like I know mm-hmm. we dated, but like I'm a feminist and I love you besides that. But like, I just want to be in your life because like you're an awesome person and I think you want me in your life. And this is the capacity in which I'm going to give it to you. Oh my God. Everyone Ooh. who's listening now, please never try and get closure. I'm going to tell everyone it's, closure doesn't exist. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. It, there's moving on there's no such thing as closure all closure is gonna do is fucking make you be like honestly maybe there is there's a little bit of truth to the fact of closure now because usually if you're seeking out closure um all you're going to get is the person that you're dating being even more of an absolute idiot yeah you'll be like oh okay maybe that's it but i think save yourself the kind of heartbreak but shit this guy is a fucking idiot i could just perfectly see it him being like so i actually downloaded tinder and i'm super excited about this new girl it's like go fuck your fucking self (laughs) why would you you tell me that why why he's so smarmy also duh he was trying i feel like this is another thing we need to talk about just people afraid to be honest when you're in a relationship if someone if your partner confronts you and there's actual issues say what you need to say Mm -hmm. say that i need space say that i'm thinking about dating other people and it's very hard i will tell you that it's not easy to say those things but this is what you get if you fucking lie to people oh my god where you have this whole false premise and the other person looks like an idiot yeah really want to be with me fall in love with me i want to date myself yeah, he what said he wanted hell? to date himself. Yeah. And she like respected it. It was like, you know, that's very mature of you. That's like really great. And we were being like, not very mature of him to admit that. No, I didn't want to do that. But shit, I'm so glad you're thriving. I'm so glad you have fun on the cruise. This you makes really? me really excited for mm-hmm. the previous She called it a hocation. Yeah, oh, hocation. Yeah. Her voice sounded like her skin looked great. Didn't it? She it sounded did. like she I was can glowing. Tell. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, she brought sheet masks on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking sheet masks. Well, I'm happy you're thriving. Uh, it's great. I think this is also like, it was kind of nice to have like a little like button on the end of our rant on closure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this this worked perfectly. And also and cruises. cruises. Yeah, yeah, apparently if you're going to be the like universe. newly single, go on a fucking cruise. Yeah. And now now previous caller knows it's fun. But bring condoms. Bring Again, condoms. we're tying all the calls together. <laughs> Wrap also, it up. On cruises, do you think it's the people who work on cruises that have sex, people who go on cruises? Because now we have a crew working. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I've been on two cruises and I didn't have sex either one. I think the crew is also banging a lot. I mean, it's basically like college. It's a con- but like, enclosed but, space. But if you're just on the cruise. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're done. Wow, that was it. Yeah, you're oh. so great. We have to have you back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd love to. I say that, and this time I really fucking mean it, though. Oh, I'm so excited. No, you were so good at giving advice. I'm, I love it. And I'm just going to, like, you're my new style icon. Hey. You have your socks match. Next time. You really have your life together, don't you? I, I actually do. I'm, like, a Wait, Google really? Doc person, yeah. I have Google Docs. I don't have my life together. I didn't know those were mutually <laughs> Do you use your Google Docs? Yeah, but like for what? Like what? Like what do you mean? Like what do I? What should I have in my Google? Just organize. I mean, I have like a document that's like my whole financial document and all the things that I do. Yeah. Well, this was a pleasure, truly. Thank you for having me. Well, where can people find you on the internet if they want to? Which they should follow you at its Ashley Perez. Ashley with no e. And if you want to follow um, Melissa and I, we are both living in the description. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're just right there. Oh, if you expand it, we'll pop there. right out. And it's Hi. like, hello. I was like, are you going to tell people your address? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> we are really... both living at 1600 Vine. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Maverick, right? That's oh, his phrase? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite person. Yep. 
I mean, maybe top five. Um, and uh, if you guys want to be in an upcoming episode or you just shit's happening in your life and you need some help figuring it out, you guys can call in and leave a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners can email at meganpodcast at gmail.com, just an audio file. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. And uh, if you go to don'tblameme.show, you can also listen there. And if you're listening to one of those and you want to see a video, uh, it's on YouTube too. So you guys can check it all out. Hey. Hey, hey. Uh, and yeah, blah, blah. sick guys. I will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMonts. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh.